0: Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. This month on the Patreon we dipped back into the carpentry shed and watched John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. In fact, we watched that one first, so if you want to go chronologically, head on over to the Patreon. $5 backers, instant access to every episode of Cinema Swirl, show where we watch bad movies. You know the deal by now. If you want to check them out, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swirl. There's even little five minute previews of the episodes now. Patreon.com forward slash swirl. Right, let's get swirling.
1: Cinema Swirl! What we've all decided to do is to get together, and and what we've done there now is we have confronted Clive. It's episode number 105, coming to you from <laughs> the intervention of Hollywood, California, when me and all the top directors are wondering why my mate Sam Chapman's only seen 104 movies. Hey, hello. Hey there, Sam. It's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin, here on today, taking off the captain's hat and dusting off our tool belts because it's a John Carpenter special.
0: Yes. We're doing some woodworking, baby. It's time to make some furniture. We've been to the carpentry shop a few times. And we have. We, we have also. We've been there for Swill just now, which you should be able to go over and listen to. But we did we did that one first. We
1: did that. And you know, we've often done this before when we've had the kind of... The sweet and the sour, the salt Mm. and the pepper. You know, we we have the hand-in-hand free and premium content. Yeah. But usually speaking, we do the bad one after we've done the at least important seeming one. Yes. So it was a strange set of circumstances that led us to having the naughty one first. Because we have just come from having watched Ghosts on Mars. (laughs) which was an awful day at the office. Mm. I'm not going to lie and spoil things any further. But I find myself going into a John Carpenter special, equally going, but also excited for you to see something that's not ghosts on Mars. It's only Blum and They Live that had a runaway freight train vote style action. Yes.
0: Now, I am kind of refreshed by the way round that we've done this. And can I pitch something to you? Can I do a little pitch? Please. Sour and sweet. Oh. Oh!
1: do you want to know why Sam what, what you have normally is you have the nice sweetness and Oh, who's come around to ruin the day and <coughs> sour the mood it's sour, sour yeah. this way around we're allowed to be in the realm of sour the realm of the acerbic and mm. yet here comes lovely sweets to corner. take us away yeah it feels like it's a more complete package that way it's a fairy tale ending it's a sweet ending to a previously <laughs> sour story yeah exactly so maybe we could
0: do a few more of them like this we'll see what films did we have in our contention because I'll be honest I put together the vote and I looked at the posters and they all kind of blurred together into one kind of dark <laughs> kind of look you know what i mean
1: those three posters together just spelled they don't make them like this anymore (laughs) little boy because these are some heavy fucking hitters surprised that escape from new york is again Mm. underperformed when it's put to the polls yeah truly the ed Miliband of the John Carpenter filmography uh, broke down (laughs) in tears John Carpenter did when he found out that he wasn't getting in to episode number 105 with Escape from New York. And we also had Big Trouble in Little China, which would have been perhaps Big Trouble with viewing a movie that may or may not have aged extremely poorly. Okay. And I'm too scared to watch it again. So thank you for saving us all from a potentially awkward conversation and leading us into the nice arms of Rowdy Roddy Piper and John Carpenter for They Live.
0: They Live, yeah. So Kevin has revealed to me <laughs> that the wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper is in this. He's in They Live. You, knew, you already knew I that. didn't That's already not... knew that. I didn't know Seriously, that. Yeah, I
1: didn't know. Are you serious? I've just yeah. ruined that. I swear to God you knew that. But perhaps for the
0: first time you have assumed some background knowledge oh my on my God. part of movies.
1: I had no idea. Fuck's sake. Like, look, folks, you gotta got to bear with me here. I swore I'd ruined it before. <laughs> I didn't realise I was ruined for the first time now. I'm not, not taking away that I obviously had the capacity to ruin it, case in point. I just ruined it, but I thought I'd ruined that years ago. Well, maybe you didn't know wasn't listening. But ah uh, that's always happening to me. I'm always ruining stuff <laughs> and then assuming that people have paid attention to me and then I find out retrospectively that I've been ignored yeah. and I've ruined a thing after being given a free pass of having not ruined it. That's awful for me. Yes. But that doesn't really help
0: me with knowing what this is
1: because you're um you're a wrestling fan, Sam, but it's safe to yeah. say that you weren't uh, growing up in the 80s with Rowdy Roddy Piper because you'd not been born yet.
0: No, so my understanding of Rowdy Roddy Pi- <laughs> this feels like a Rowdy Roddy Piper episode of cinema as well. But my understanding of him is that he's Scottish, but he's not Scottish. He is sadly no longer with us. He was around in the 80s and maybe the 90s. Ronda Rousey has sort of taken his gimmick.
1: Uh... You can tell Sam's got an enthusiasm about wrestling the last couple of years because that shouldn't be one of the main things you know.
0: (laughs) My favourite Rowdy Roddy Piper thing is the Rowdy Roddy Piper line from The Simpsons. (laughs) So I don't actually know loads about him, but I know he's uh, beloved.
1: Right, you've not, for instance, got a favourite Roddy Piper promo. Um,
0: Yeah, I have. Oh, what's that? Uh, I'm coming in here hot and rowdy. And I'm the, I'm a mean, rowdy, I'm Okai because i think there's a scottish ooh, element ooh. to it
1: <laughs> did you see what the english did again i swear to god you can put but, any english no, person but, in front of a microphone long enough and they'll do a no, scottish impression no, no
0: i'm making fun they of someone will. Who, no i'm making fun of somebody who isn't scottish being scottish so it's fine actually i'm making fun the of him english doing aren't it not
1: allowed to be self-deprecating i've said this over and over <laughs> again You're simply not
0: allowed! He sort of wore, I think he wore a kilt. And I don't know if he hit anyone with bagpipes. What
1: what is your favorite promo? Like, he wore the hell out of that kilt.
0: (laughs) He wore a kilt so well that it counted as a promo. And that is impressive. Okay. You know, when an outfit choice becomes a promo.
1: Any favorite wrestling matches? Any favorite encounters with Roddy Piper that you've seen over the years? Uh, (laughs) Because I'll be honest, folks. Sam's wrestling fandom is, at best, a complete fucking mystery to me in terms of what well, you do and don't actually know or like. So this is intriguing to me. Like, has Sam seen a Roddy Piper match?
0: If you listen back to old episodes of Cinema Swirl, you'll know that I, I originally I was not a wrestling fan when this podcast began. It's and true. I, it, I then became one th- via osmosis.
1: So You're hanging around salty water, to be fair, though.
0: <laughs> I, I missed out on, on Roddy Piper. I don't know much about Roddy, but I know that people love Roddy.
1: So you're not coming in here expecting something because I've ruined this movie. No, 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 no. Uh, well,
0: you, you're making it seem like he's a big part of this.
1: All right, and also, as well, like, like you could say that means I almost like I've not ruined it. Yeah, right. You've not, you've not and ruined then, it. Were you paying attention as well, just so I'm, I'm not making this mistake again? <laughs> all right, but you are paying attention there, right? That
0: you, that Rowdy Roddy Piper is in this.
1: Okay, just yeah, yeah, double yeah, checking. Yeah. Yep. Belt embraces, folks.
0: I'm picturing a kind of Andre the Giant in Princess Bride type situation where, you know, he's yeah, okay. a, a supporting cast member, probably. Okay,
1: fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Now, with regards to John Carpenter, yes. you've had quite the mix, quite the mix of uh, yeah. options from him. Most recently, Ghosts of Mars, which, I mean, would you, would you classify that as uh, hard sci-fi uh a horror action uh, I, look, I don't want
0: I don't want to give away too much swill stuff we do go into what on earth or indeed on Mars that film is oh. and it's quite difficult to get to the bottom of but not to bury the lead in terms of carpenter I believe for me it has been hit hit miss but maybe we can get hit hit miss hit and we'll get another okay. you know it's gonna knock out of the park which is a good thing
1: what are you guessing in terms of for me, Day Live isn't necessarily, you know, a one at the, the 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 box office top Hollywood smash hit type of a thing. Because, you know, obviously it was a big release when it came out and all that, yeah. but it has endured as a extremely popular cult classic. Yes. To the point where I feel like it almost makes the phrase cult classic seem kind of I don't know, surplus to requirements or whatever. So I I do think this is one of these movies that has kind of seeped into pop culture, although maybe not as obviously as some other movies on this podcast. Okay. Uh, keeping your Roddy Piper uh, match listing to one side, what, if anything, do you know about like what's in this movie? Like Any, any important bits from it? Any kind of uh, visuals well, or important moments or anything like
0: that? It's very exciting, Kevin, because it's one of those episodes where, aside from Roddy Piper and aside from the poster, which I think had Michael J. Fox on it, I know fuck all about what this is. Sorry, or what's going
1: okay. On. Right, this is not on me then. This is at yeah. least partially on. You know, who, sh- who should have ruined this is not me. It's the lad who did the poster.
0: Yes, so I know he's in it, and he's got his like sunglasses down his face, like no, like oh, they live. Like it's like it's a shock to him that they're alive. Um, who are they? Uh, if I had to guess, zombies. But I don't zombies. Uh, zombies, maybe. Why would you say zombies? Uh oh, it's just a you know gut feeling. They live. Well, they, that implies that they they were dead and now they okay. live. You know, they live. They live
1: right, and would you reckon horror then on the basis of of that? I mean, it is quite an angsty font. Let's let's call it what it is.
0: Mm. It sort of gives me B movie vibes a little bit.
1: What's a B movie vibe for you then? You know, we've we've actually probably, <laughs> <it's> probably- <laughs> you may <would> think that. <laughs> You may think this podcast is just about me showing like 100 great potential movies to yeah. Sam, but we've shown him over 50 awful ones as well over the yeah. Patreon. So you've seen quite a few B movies. What is that for you?
0: You know what? I've realised that what I meant by that was that the font was jaunty. <laughs> 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 you know, it kind of like, I feel like it kind, of, it kind of tails off a bit. I don't know. I, it's just, I'm picturing a film that is somewhat self-aware... Maybe okay. a bit silly.
1: Well, are you telling me this tongue is in the cheek and not on the hard palate? Is that <laughs> what you're saying?
0: I think the tongue might be firmly in the cheek. And we know, we, again, not to bury the lead, we've experienced some ghosts of Mars that perhaps John Carpenter can try to do that. And so maybe he this was a successful instance of that. Can I just make a point as well about the vote for this? This one, more than any of our previous votes, I might say, has been one where people have really struggled to pick. I mean, there there was a runaway winner, but there, there were was, lots. Of, but there was, was lots
1: of rationale in the comments. So, uh,
0: some even going as far to say, "Why have you made me pick this? Like, I I, I can't oh. I, I I can't choose. It's such a difficult choice." So people do love the canon of the Carpenter.
1: I mean, I honestly think no one our fan base, as I have yeah. gotten to slightly in some (laughs) respects over the last (laughs) uh, eight or so years. I I can't explain why that made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I would say that Arnold Schwarzenegger movies yeah. follow, like, I could confidently arrange all of our episodes by play count and it being Star Wars movies, just because of kind of sheer importance. Yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, because, you know, those are fun and bombastic and big. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of our fan base definitely would put the John Carpenter movies right, 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 right up there. Yes. And I'll be honest, he's one of my favorite directors mm. you know and not ironically or anything like that no. i genuinely love him we've not done any of my faves of his really mm. yet until now i feel like this is other than the thing is probably you know i love the thing but i feel like this one is a more john carpentry movie in some respects this is one okay. of my favorite movies of all time i would really say. and i would also say joe the intern she is absolutely fucking delighted that there's an excuse that movie's going to go on in this house again because she loves it as well and I will say that she she loved it so much it basically saved the How To Wrestling Roddy Piper episode Right. and just so you know Sam back there talking about Roddy Piper and what he knew if you stand there and someone else at the same time listens to the How To Wrestling episode where we view Ready to Rumble that's the closest these two podcasts have ever been thematically okay sure very very close they just slightly (laughs) overlap and then they go back just, and, whoa, <laughs> like ships in the Whoa! That's a night. Venn diagram. Ships in the night. Yes.
0: I mean, Joe the intern went as far to, as far as I could see, launch a campaign trying to get people to vote for They Live. She which, did,
1: which, uh, yeah. which began as her saying, you should tell people to vote for <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> And then I replied saying, honey, I can't be seen to be meddling in the affairs that blatantly. And then I was like, you know, you could interfere. Yeah. You could do that yourself as a, you know, independent somewhat party. And boy, did she ever. She absolutely, but I don't think she needed to, you know. We'll never truly know. I really, I mean, she's not Russia now by any stretch, you know. It's kind of feel no. like, hey, you're if you're going to meddle in all online elections, you can have a crack. But I don't think you need to in this one, lads. But if anyone's
0: allowed to meddle, I'd say Joe, the intern, has uh, has earned that that privilege. So
1: I would agree, but I've learned there's certain things you can't say when you're married, and referring to my wife as meddling in any way <laughs> is kind of uh, is a bit of a red flag. <laughs>
0: as, uh, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for my meddling wife.
1: Yeah, like yeah. you can't meddle as a wife in a loving way. Like, no. so I feel like no, 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 I'm gonna not gonna not gonna go there at all. So we are we are gonna crack into this bad boy that we yeah. are very excited i would say to hear that it is a 93 minute classic yay so it be nice and after 2001 which was an ominous film that grasped us i feel this is quite a change of pace mm. i think you'll love this okay interesting kind of almost everyone i know who i sorry it's real mad pressure but yeah. everyone who i love loves this Right. I,
0: I, look, I don't want to do the maths and work out what it means if I don't love this. But
1: well, first of all, you have to solve for love. What's love got to do with this? Which is a very, very difficult. It's a second-hand <laughs> equation. It's very difficult. That.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna need a you know a chalkboard and some time to figure this out. But before I do that equation, let's delve in.
1: Delve
0: to the mailbag from. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Delve. Welcome to the mailbag. Here we are. We've Delved in.
1: They live, but they also write emails to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Let, let me tell you, this is an email right here. This is this is why we set up this email address in the first place.
0: This is an email. Our correspondence today comes from Claire, who writes the following. Hey, gents. Big fan of the recent 2001 episode. It's always nice when we get a proper five wiper in the books.
1: A proper proper episode, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: There was a moment in that episode where Sam almost started to compare the experience of watching 2001 to playing a video game. Then he quickly corrected himself, walking back on that comparison.
1: That's only because we have a system in place that is a two-alarm system to prevent any movie being compared to the video game Skate. And the first path on that is always comparing a movie to a video game. And then you're you're one step away. The The the, alarms are going off. Exactly.
0: Claire writes, perhaps he was worried about demeaning the great Stanley Kubrick by lumping him in with the likes of Donkey Kong and Master Chief. But as far as I'm concerned and I like this he was completely right in making that comparison as there is a ton of overlap between watching a Kubrick film and playing certain kinds of video games one of Kubrick's most distinguishing features is the way he takes his time letting the viewer exist in a single space for far longer than most other directors without cutting without much conflict or action occurring Kubrick's camera slowly explores the space letting the viewer gain a really in-depth understanding of the geography and giving them time to get lost in their own thoughts and bask in the various flavours of unspoken. Settling Kubrickian vibes.
1: Did you use the word Kubrickian on our podcast? Kubrickian,
0: (laughs) yes. Kubrickian, yeah. That's a that's a chewy mouthfeel. Kubrickian. Kubrickian
1: Ah. Kubrickian does sound like a lovely village down, you know, kind of uh, in like Wales or something like that. I'm heading down we to Kubrickian. Kubrickian for a long weekend. It was fabulous.
0: Mm. Additionally, films usually only show us an abridged version of events, but Kubrick loves to show every step of a process. When the shuttle arrives at the space station, we see the whole docking procedure. When Dave is shutting down Hal, we see him slowly shutting down each hard drive one by one. With so much silence and so much unbroken action.
1: And so many fucking fetch quests as well, <laughs> am I right? Like, oh, five bits of Hal you have to
0: remove. Oh, I to dock slowly. It's honestly like watching someone playing a video game, including all the time spent walking down dark corridors and searching for the next bit of story. Claire has included a a TLDR, which is, uh, if Kubrick had been a millennial, he would have made Death Stranding. (laughs) <laughs> now there is a, a question at the end of this, but can I just say what a what a fabulous email and a more eloquent explanation of why the film felt video gamey than I was going to give, which was just oh, I feel like I'm looking around with the
1: <laughs> camera. It's like a goddamn video game until Space <laughs> Age. It's like Skate 3 over here. Uh, I'd like to thank you for the lovely comments as well, but the mm. problem there is, is that now any comments I hear about 2001 are immediately like ricocheted off as I just think about 2010, the sequel instead. Well, yes. And before long, I'm thinking about 3001, you know, the final Odyssey, and wondering if that's like a video game, and probably mm. not, or if it was a very confusing video game.
0: Yes. So, question at the end of this email. I'm sure that by now someone has already asked you which films you've watched would make a good video game. So how about this instead? Are there any other directors who you think would make a good fit making video games due to their interests and sensibilities? What sort of games do you think they'd make? Kevin, thoughts?
1: John Carpenter right here! (laughs) Come on! And I, I swear to God... This is the movie where you'll see it. There's such an influence on whatever the main river of inspiration that all video game designers to go up and they fill their buckets with chest-high walls and the colour beige. But there's a lot of good shit in there as well, and that's the the, the John Carpenter stuff. And I feel like if I explained the type of game that he'd make, I'd spoil this movie. Uh, But let's just say you'd want to play it
0: yourself. Right. My answer to this question, Six words. Wes Anderson point and click adventure. Ooh. Mm. It's cuz he's all about the detail, the mise-en-scène, you know. And if we
1: can't get to a point and click a hidden object game made by an Eastern European shovelware company, absolutely fine with that as yeah. well. I've got four words <laughs> I've got I've got several words for you. Peter Jackson's King Kong Xbox 360, man. Uh, been there done that is what we're saying basically someone's been someone uh, has conquered and they went and they made a bunch of Hobbit movies afterwards easy peasy day at the office for PJ
0: I really want these Kubrick games though I just want to like explore, you know, like proper walking simulator. You know, you kind of your fire Watches, your Gone Homes. I want those around those sorts of sets.
1: I mean, there are games like there's that. There's stuff I can recommend you for yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if yeah. you like 2001, you should be playing Subnautica and The Outer okay. Wilds. You know, you oh. should be playing The Outer Wilds. Because, yeah, there's DLC for those as well. And those, those two particularly. That's well, those things all over. So there Ooh. you go. Recommendations are plenty. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Oh, this is gonna be such a good movie! I'm so excited to watch a really good
0: movie. Yeah, I'm excited, and but because we ha- we we went down the sour and sweet route, a little bit cautious, testing the
1: theory here a bit now. Yeah, yeah. But, but I will say. We're at the point now where whether you like this or not isn't really going to influence whether or not we'll do more John Carpenter movies because the struggle displayed through the democracy of picking this movie, you've just locked him in now. That's all you've done. You've locked him in now. Well, look, I'm happy
0: to head into the carpentry shop a few more times. You know, it's got a nice woody smell. Yes. Yeah, there's some glue in there as well.
1: I don't know what I'm saying and be careful of the electrical wires because they live uh, (laughs) that's a different that's a different trade that's a different skill set what am I even talking about Sam are you uh, you ready to go and have a rip-roaring good time? yes oh boy I'm confident let's go do a cinema swirl And we're back. Sam, initial gut reaction. Do they live? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. I- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> ah, no.
0: It's not a no. It's a yeah. 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 Hold on. Let, let, let me do a, a clean take of it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, the silence afterwards is important. Oh, <laughs> the, no!
1: The, the space <laughs> so any star-wipe rating you give at the end will be followed by a silence, essentially. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, there'll yeah. be a blank space there afterwards. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you from the offset, genuinely very worried now because I bombed through this movie when mm. I watched it earlier. It was so easy breezy. You know, I could watch the movie with my eyes closed. I elected not to, but I <laughs> would say I have... Quite a scant page of notes because the inner child in me was like, Kevin, Sam is going to be so blown away by this movie that you will simply have to hitch your craft onto the unstoppable tidal wave of his enthusiasm and love, yes love, of the movie that you may have bigged up a bit. And I was so bigging it up, I ruined it as well. That's, oh man.
0: You did ruin it, yes. I'm not going to deny that you ruined it. Hello. However, right, I need to address something, because in the pre-swell, I was pretty confident that Michael J. Fox was the star of this, and that's coming Oh, I just
1: thought you mistook the guy in the poster for that. Oh, I I I did. I I didn't make you think, oh, he's not in it at all. No, 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 no. So I I still... You thought it was Michael J. Fox and Roddy Piper in kind of a buddy comedy situation. Is that what you were thinking?
0: I thought Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is not billed as rowdy in this despite getting (laughs) Rowdy in it. (laughs) I thought... This was a Michael J. Fox vehicle with Rowdy Roddy Piper as a kind of side character because for whatever reason I'd seen the poster and I think I'd seen someone like post a GIF or something of the film like with the sunglasses going down. That's that's him there, you know. I still thought that was Michael J. Fox and I was like, in my head, was like he's definitely in it. It was only when the credits started at the start of this film and Roddy Piper got top
1: billing that I was like, (laughs) no, that's (laughs) that's not right. stars this guy huh oh my god sir! i can't get over the vintage pairing there of roddy piper and michael j fox like back to the future where it's already a bit tense but at least doc brown's not rowdy roddy piper like if roddy piper came up to you and be like it's your kids you'd be really you'd be really concerned i mean if i did the sort of maths
0: and timings in my head it doesn't make sense for michael j fox to be in this and to look you know, late 30s or whatever Rowdy Roddy Roddy, Piper's supposed to be. It doesn't make sense, but in my head it was like logically, oh yeah, that's Michael J. Fox, he's in this. I just really assumed that. So it was quite jarring for it to be a proper rowdy vehicle for Rowdy Roddy Piper.
1: Okay, you say jarring, but like when Mm. when you find out it's like, you know, this ain't special guest star, this is like the Roddy Piper vehicle, this is his starring role in a big Hollywood blockbuster. Mm. Was that a moment of you to go, all right, here we fucking go, Roddy Piper's in the driver's seat, or were you kind of confused by that? I'm not. I'm wondering, like, is this a positive thing? Because I'm not going to lie, Sam, it was a USP of this movie yes. for a lot of us Carpenter slash wrestling fans.
0: Look, some realizations happened. One, I understood why this got so many fucking votes, because, like... <laughs>
1: I know, oh, I know who a big, drunk about audience are. That's yeah. what it is, you know?
0: I thought everyone was just really passionate about this movie, and it had a
1: wrestler in it, but it's more like oh, this is come, the... Come on now, they're they are still passionate about the movie. You yeah. didn't just vote for it because it happens to have a wrestler in it.
0: But the issue is, as we established, I don't have any real memories or preloaded love, that's a weird phrase, for Rowdy Roddy <laughs> Piper. <laughs>
1: I'm sick of you, Sam, and your preloaded love. <laughs> I need real love.
0: Yes. I don't have that pre-installed love DLC bundled in. So for me, there wasn't any expectation, good or bad, of how...
1: I'm sorry, I am I am obsessed about this. Give me one Roddy Piper memory. One thing with Roddy Piper that you have seen.
0: He did an episode of Table for Three not not long before he uh,
1: Amazing. passed. Amazing. I think... <laughs> If you want to learn more about him, boy, have I got a podcast for you. (laughs) I know the t-shirt design,
0: you know. I know his
1: font. That's cool. You kind of, like, recognise him in the way, though, that someone who knows nothing about cars might know, oh, sure, there's the Mercedes-Benz over there now, (laughs) huh? Look, the big big man, the big car is here, so he is. But I can't tell
0: you how much horsepower Roddy Piper has. It's a lot, I'll I'll give you that. Or how expensive he is, or...
1: How he handles yeah how, how, he, he, handles.
0: how he handles so I, d- I didn't know how he would handle going into this, and boy are there some sharp turns
1: <laughs> this is honestly this is this is something else now because <laughs> I've Come into this expecting a certain type of review, and it's certainly not like...
0: I think what you thought would happen is that we both go, way, high five, Uh, and that's basically uh, the entire episode. uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I I much rather the Sam that had another extra tooth and loved all the stupid action (laughs) movies that I love. What happened to him? He was full of preloaded love for all sorts.
0: Look, a a few months and years down the line, we can plot a graph of how
1: my tooth... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> affected the scores. For every he lost, we lost an average one star wipe in the ratings.
0: But look, I'm going to start off with something that I really liked. I liked mm-hmm. the title reveal uh. that was like graffiti on a black background, but then it kind of fades into it actually being graffiti in the scene. It reminded me of when Gorillaz, the band, first <laughs> came out. A lot of their promo videos online had that kind of look to them. So,
1: there's disrespect to the animators, and the creatives, when they came out, like, like there it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know,
0: uh, the rest of my notes at this point are all confusion over Michael J. Fox and Roddy Piper.
1: Okay, well, look, I've got solid notes to get us through the first bit, sure. Sam. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you can walk around the house and do anything with that music it's strutted music isn't it it's, it got, is. it's got a real strut to it it's the type of music where forgive me because not this certainly not this pair of trousers i'm podcasting in but mm. it's the type of music to perambulate with two thumbs put in loose belt holes
0: yes a hundred percent yes do, 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 do. Do.
1: i love when music has a <laughs> <You know? laughs> and there's there's a, there's also the there's, oh it's so fucking good yeah. you know what i think the Ghost on mars switch around helped because having the acerbic nasty palate cleanser before going back into the classic salted caramel of john carpenter was very very nice because this is what it's all about folks oh mm. yeah he's a very musical man i'll tell he him is. that I enjoyed the music.
0: I wish my initial gut reaction had been, huh, like
1: that. Yeah. But it,
0: yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, so Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is, as far as I can tell, an unnamed character. So I'm calling him Roddy. He's credited as Nada, right. which is
1: obviously meant to be kind of a twist the fact that he's just never named in the movie because he's just, you know, well, all I'll say about him in terms of his social standing, his favourite bar with a cup of tea is definitely a drifter, if you know what I mean. Yes. He, he, he's a dr- he drifts from town to town. He's a drifter figure,
0: much like the wrestler Elias, a wrestler I'm genuinely much more familiar with.
1: Stop than this the, uh, now, Roddy good lord! <laughs> oh yeah, they live was all right. Everyone, shame Elias wasn't like you know born in an adult when it came out. It would have really hummed then. If I say I want to walk with, and you
0: say Roundy Roddy Piper, it doesn't scan in the same way. But fine, right? So <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a drifter. He's a man with no fixed abode. Uh, Rolling into town, into the big smoke. Trying to get some construction work, but oh no, this is a union job.
1: Oh, whoa whoa. whoa, whoa, And you can tell that we are in for a somewhat brisker pace than the director, John Carpenter, is in there where it's like, whoa, yeah, he, he did go to the Department of Work and Pensions and I thought I should yep. point that out. Yeah, yeah. And I love movies from a certain vintage where it's like, look at how Ronald Reagan's America and by <laughs> virtue of that, the rest of the world is failing us. And I'll tell you, actually getting to come in and sit down and, you know, th- that seems like a pretty... The DWP ain't like that these days, is all I'll say. You know, where where you come in, you get a a face to face casual chat, and they look over everything, and then they tell you, Sorry, we don't have anything for you. Nothing for you. Uh,
0: You got no work for me. So, I I made a note of timing here. I made a timestamp. Seven minutes in and Roddy's top is off. I understand why some people like this movie. I get it, you know? Yes.
1: He He does tell us that he's got his own tools, but he also (laughs) brought his own guns uh, onto this construction (laughs) site. Wowzers, trousers. I do think this movie is maybe one of the points, and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger did this a lot as well, Mm. but there are certain movies where... I just can't call the main character anything other than the name of the person who is playing them. Roddy Piper is one of them in this and Keith David is the other fellow in this where I'm sure he has a name but upon 17th viewing it has escaped me. Keith David, Roddy Piper, Cracking Rocks. Is this that, is the movie you've come to see.
0: Is Keith David
1: Roddy's mate? He is, yeah. Roddy's okay. little mate. I think I've I I think he's called <laughs> Frank, but we can just say, you know, Keith. Right. I can't undo this many years of calling him Keith David in this context.
0: Okay. Keith David, he's like, hey hey, buddy, there's a place around here you can come stay. Roddy's all, like, silent and weird and creepy about it, but they they make it there. Now, I've got a question for you. Yes. Is shantytown all right to say? Because it feels like it's not, but, I mean, that is kind of what that is.
1: I think, as of right now, we're all right with regarding it as a shantytown, because, I mean, let's face it, that's what it is. I will say, I wouldn't be surprised to find out if we're, like, kind of in the dying days of that phrase. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs)
0: Look, that's where they are. And I tell you what, once they're there, you know, Roddy's now made a friend, he's got a little mate. Roddy talks about hard times, which I think is one of his famous promos, wasn't it? The hard no, times.
1: It's not, <laughs> it's not. Now, you're going to go and listen to the Dusty Rhodes episode and the Roddy Piper episode of How to Wrestle <laughs> Now After That, is what you no, do. No,
0: he's, he's the hard times. He's the hard times guy, and he wore the polka dots. That's Rowdy Roddy Piper, as far as I can remember.
1: You're playing fast and loose with an audience that is partly made up of devotees who will absolutely rage at that, and the other half have no fucking clue what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Son of a plumber, father of a nightmare. That's the whole promo, as far as I understand.
1: Roddy believes in America here. He's like, I believe in America, i just got to get my own break. And I pull myself up by my bootstraps and my my own two feet, and I don't need any handouts, no, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm just as Scottish as the rest of you here in Scotland. <laughs> he got a pop when he said that. When I saw him, like, fine, you know, yeah. fine, you know. <laughs> um.
0: I tell you what, if I was sleeping in a in a shanty town, I'd be a bit irked by someone getting a fucking harmonica out. I don't know how, I don't know what the rules are, but I mean, Roddy's quick to get the mouth organ round his chops and start blowing.
1: He's had that fucking tune in his head all day. <laughs> <Have you fucking laughs> ha- we, we've been doing it without a harmonica for Christ's sake, like <laughs> it's oh, what a, what a noise. Now,
0: tell you what, I love the idea of people hacking into. TV signal. That's great. Oh,
1: baby. Hacking right in. And here's where we start to see some of the strange reality that they're living in, which Mm. is hyper-consumerism dialed up to the nines and all that. Yes. On that note, I should point out that Joe, while we were watching this movie, was very excited to let everyone know that the special acrylic nails that they advertise that you can use to both eat cheese and type, she thinks that's a great product, and let's get that to market, because some of the dragons and sharks are interested. Yeah, it genuinely looked like a pretty neat idea. I mean, Deborah wasn't wild on it, and then they brought out the plate of brie and a set for herself, and, well, history makes fools of us all.
0: (laughs) Now the moment where they they're kind of hacking into the TV signals, but they're controlling you. They're we got to change the signal. Have you ever seen the clip of someone wearing a Max Headroom mask and they managed to hack into a like a TV signal in America somewhere? Wait, isn't that just Max Headroom? No, but it was, well sort of. But someone genuinely like hacked into the telly signal and they've never been caught and they just mumbled some weird bullshit and.
1: So I'll say the same thing to them as I said to Keir off. Starmer. Why would you go to all this bother and trouble and just do Max Headroom? It doesn't read, <laughs> it's, it's time is past. Well, anyway, I appreciate that kind of
0: aesthetic. But there's a a street preacher, a, a blind street preacher, who is, while this rogue broadcast is going out, he's kind of miming along with the wording of it.
1: And earlier on, you'd seen him, and you kind of just, you know, as Roddy was rolling into town, it was kind of like a, look at this crazy guy here, you know, the crazy street preacher out. Talk at all sorts. Now, I'm not sure what your experience is. I have been to Nottingham a few days on mm. both work and pleasure, but I've not seen many street preachers out there, but you obviously are the man from Robin Hood Lake. So tell me a little bit if you have any experience with the street preacher.
0: I've seen some of them, but they've not been miming along to rogue signals. Do they say anything silly or anything like that? Like No. Uh, <laughs> in a way, sort of, but no, not, not like properly silly
1: I went to Liverpool for my birthday there now yeah. last month and there was a street preacher there and I could hear him from down the road and I was like well look it's not for me but he's 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 given it a, a good try you know he didn't sound too judgmental he was trying to relate everything to what was going on in the here and now he yeah. wasn't being overtly Christian or overtly religious but he was giving you a little few hooks where you might want to come up to him and the closer I got I then realised that he had all dinner all over him and um. I just thought like like one step forward dinner all over you you know that was uh which has made you step back a few steps as well but we used to have a female street preacher in Galway when I was in university there now mm. and she had a great line of bullshit she used to go on about women who wore trousers being struck down by the almighty well you know and I'd be walking around and you know I'd be like it's your death ladies <laughs> don't say you weren't warned and what would happen is she'd be like she'd tell the story of like a woman who had gotten in a bad situation and then the police kicked down the door and she was taken away and they took the child away from her and what had she on her? And I was trousers! Like, the trouser, that's fucking yeah. trousers! Now, I've come to believe in more recent times that that was perhaps not true, and no. that you can wear trousers, if you like, or slacks, even. So, you know, there were more for the talking about people controlling you here. Trousers wasn't really coming up here in Day Live.
0: I did see someone in Nottingham once, actually, and they were sort of out loud singing motorcycle emptiness. Uh, but I think that was... A, a manic street preacher is what is what that was.
1: Fucking um, hell, Sam. <laughs> Get that man a pint, yeah? Now,
0: just, you know, peek behind the magician's curtain. I did have to Google manic street preacher.
1: in the background. <laughs> Whoa, there we are. I was wondering that I felt your interest was waning. I felt it was maybe just a
0: slight bit on the wane. I, I was listening to the trousers story, but my reactions were slightly slower than they should have been. Is what I would say.
1: The street preacher is outside a church base. Mm. And let me tell you, inside this church base where he goes to have a little bit of a snoop, he sees all sorts. Lads chatting about making products or trying to rob banks. Seems, uh, and they're all wearing kind of like army fatigues and stuff of that nature. So Roddy, very suspicious fellow. And I will say Keith David sticking to his guns. A very cynical man in the early going of this movie. Yeah, Very much
0: so. Inside that church, I love that the the aesthetic of mysterious shit going on is like test tubes full of Multicolored liquid. Yes, I like that. I like green, red, and blue goop that's being yeah, used they, for Yeah, they summit.
1: represent D, N, and A. And the <laughs> three of them together and make a mutagen.
0: <laughs> While he's sneaking around, he does get caught by the preacher.
1: Well, he gives him the old face. Have,
0: have a little touch.
1: Now, I I know that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, you know for folks who are hard of seeing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming that's not like, oh, hi, how are you? Bam, hand on no, the face, no, 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 no. like. You know, I, don't, I assume I, you have to cross a threshold before you get, you know, whatever that's going on there, you know?
0: Yeah, but if you're sneaking into someone's church
1: base... Yeah, you're, you're, then... you're cruising for a face palpation.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> as also, the,
1: as the old saying goes.
0: There's They Live, comma We Sleep written on the walls, which is... Uh, I assume We Sleep is the sequel to this that came out later
1: no sam you silly (laughs) billy no you misunderstood on purpose and this is of course now like a video game like the last movie that we did here as well because you're getting tiny little clueless as to something being slightly untoward i will say one of the best things about this movie mm. is the fact that they give you a sense early on that something is not right but they kind of show you an aggressively normal version of kind of whatever you see it's not like say falling down where it's like ah the tension of the modern world has been dialed up to nine it's fucking ah yeah now, this yeah. is more just kind of like ah sure you know and it's taken that sentiment of Ah sure you know and taking out into a hellscape.
0: Yes, and there's like rumblings that there's an epidemic of violence on the streets brewing. There's kind of end-of-the-world oh. stuff going on, but we don't see it immediately.
1: What you do see is the cold hard fist of the long arm of the law. And well, they they remove the shanty town. Yes. They delete that tile. Just before
0: that, I did like Keith David coming over, putting his leg on a wall, doing a big confident lean and saying, you know what, mate? Keep the politics out of it, yeah.
1: Just leave it. Don't look into it, all right? I mean, Just- I feel there's there's no time like the present to address... The elephant in the room, which is—I've not seen this movie in a good few years—and I know the political climate is obviously uh, ever deteriorating in this fine planet of ours. But sure. Were you reckoning that there's willful misinterpretations of what is presented in this movie? Because I was not shocked to find out that there is a couple out there. I guess. Uh, what what, what are you getting at? Oh, lo- like neo Nazis and alt right creeps, like have taken this movie and they're like it proves oh. that you know, all my anti-Semitic beliefs and stuff of that oh, nature. Oh, oh, yeah. And in yeah, the same way okay. the Falling Down also kind of got co-opted, although that happened more kind of at the time. Mm. And we talked about that in the episode where it kind of was like, oh, yeah, right, this is justifying violence of a right-wing nature, right? Like, no, right. it's not really meant to be doing that. And if you needed anyone to come out and say John Carpenter is like, hey, guys, they live's John Carpenter here is not for neo-Nazis. This is yes. for... Uh, the film-going audience minus neo-Nazis this is not for you. It's not yeah. about that.
0: Okay, I but I see what you mean in terms of ways that people could... Run with this in a horrible, horrible way. Oh yeah, way.
1: yeah, you know, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm I want to be like, oh, they wouldn't get away with making this these days. But I'm like, I wouldn't want them to make this these days because people would like be like, ah, yes.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. So cops are here, and the, it's just time for bulldozing down the shanty town, taking it I've down. There
1: are brooms, and they sweep away the base.
0: Now. I did really love the blue police lighting and the pink yes. flare lighting. Yes. And and some of the camera work and shaky camera here in this police raid. I thought it looked weirdly kind of beautiful. It was a very good aesthetic choice. I liked that a lot.
1: Just the Is there like otherworldliness to it? Like it doesn't seem like, oh, it's just the cops have come and they round up. They're all like silent. They move kind of in unison. There's kind of like a clinicalness to to yeah, how... Yeah. Everyone just goes, woof. And my God, they do a number on the blind street preacher, let me tell you. They oh. fucking, they better mole twice on Sundays, twice on Saturday. My God.
0: Properly roughed up, which is horrible. But I do, I did like him sort of swinging around a cane or something trying to get them. It was a good, you know, he, he
1: held them off for a bit.
0: Roddy, at one point, he kind of like helps a kid, I think, kind of get out of there.
1: Yeah, they escape through like from the shanty chain to like kind of the projects. He takes like a little kid with him. Yeah. And And I think that's when Roddy decides to go have a little, uh, the next day in the charred remnants of the shanty town, he goes have a little Mm. bit of a poke around the old church and he finds some sick shades, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, initially, I think he looked disappointed because he he kicked in this like wooden wall, found this mystery box, took it away, hid with it, opened it, and it was just sunglasses all the way down. Now, I had a similar experience, sort of, in that I had an Amazon parcel stolen from my doorstep.
1: It was no a bit, It was a big box and they took it away. Shame on them for stealing it and shame on them who left it there unattended. But no. What what
0: it was was a bulk pack of coconut rice.
1: And Aww. I just I think it's very funny
0: the idea of thieves seeing that box on the doorstep thinking, oh, I've hit the jackpot, and then it's just rice all the way down. And that's that's kind of how Roddy felt here. You know, real yeah, disappointment. Yeah, but
1: Sam In fairness, that is the type of score that you don't really realise until it's like week four of Handy Meals, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, nice. That's so bad," you know.
0: But turns out these aren't just your regular shades. Oh no. These uh, propaganda glasses. They can they can help you see the truth, man, or the or the lies, dudes.
1: It's whoa. It shows you what's really there, and it's an yeah. insidious campaign by the Obey Streetwear Corporation, who are nothing if not a totalitarian organization mowing down anyone else. Oh, these people in Camden just want to sell their knockoffs. No! Oh man, it's political correctness gone mad! Was the uh, obey stuff before or after this? After.
0: After. Okay. Ah, interesting.
1: I know. It's if they they have kind of like a coup. Cool, it's like when they do it, it's kill, cool, but when they do it on Camden Market, it's apparently like <laughs> greasy. Whatever. Doesn't have to be Camden Market. It could be any
0: market. I really loved that when. Roddy's testing this out and he's looking at billboards those effects are very very clearly but it doesn't matter static images like you see him in full motion looking around putting the glasses on and then you see like still image of billboards followed by
1: Boy, it looks so it's so weird looking through really like yeah, twilight yeah, yeah. zone yes. I mean this is honestly what you know this is like one of the most famous scenes in the movie where yeah. he sees all the the hidden messages and the subliminal and whatnot becomes becomes obvious to him now there's a lot here Uh, for repeat viewings to see and to glean were there any faves of yours that you saw any of the directives that were up on the billboards and the magazines and the the money etc
0: i loved the men's clothing shop that's translated to no independent thought i like that
1: (laughs) oh man i got this shirt and no independent thought it was 50 (laughs) quid
0: i'm a moron The the whole time I was thinking you could probably sell these, like, comply, marry and reproduce, uh, don't think, go to sleep.
1: Sorry, 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 side note, but did you see the latest episode of Marry and Reproduce at First Sight Australia? (laughs) 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 Harrison, you dog! (laughs) not even to <laughs> the first trimester good lord man but i was thinking
0: these black and white magazines with quite nicely set text in the middle just saying like comply shut up or whatever You
1: right my favorite one by the way is honor apathy which i think is right. a great is a great little phrase but yeah. yeah, shut up is all good.
0: You could sell those at like some fancy hipster art gallery and make a fucking fortune because they look cool and people would pay legitimate money for that sort of magazine, man.
1: As the hook now that yeah. has come into, into play, the twist, whatever you want to call it. At this point, was this getting you on board? Were you thinking your zombies that you uh, prophesied were <laughs> coming still, or is this something that, let's face it, now for those of us who don't have the nostalgia, I know that this type of anti-capitalism, anti-establishment, forward-thinking from 40 years ago type of stuff maybe doesn't age massively well. Was it a, was it a cringe thing for you? Because I feel like I'm no. getting a little bit of that from you. It was
0: fine. You know, I thought I thought, was, I, I thought it was I thought it was a good little spicy twist. I liked it. Oh, another favourite was the money that says, this is your god on it.
1: That's pretty cool, man. That's, and then the bank whoa. said, that's your god, that is. <laughs>
0: um, I was trying to work out, like, okay, are rich people the aliens? Are they, are they the, the rich people are the baddies because they got the money. And again, like, the, the minimalist groceries looked cool. I like those. Oh, yeah, those. I buy
1: that. I buy those, yeah. that brand of cornflakes. Uh, and yeah. The actual design of the aliens, the ghouls. Give me your reaction. That's very B-movie looking. Especially because it's black and white as well. Yes. The kind
0: of black and white, uh, kind of skeleton zombie alien things. That's a good aesthetic. I think the black and white really helps sell it as well.
1: They're horrible. You know, I'm glad it's not zombies, you know?
0: No. No, Roddy finally, after just looking and seeing stuff and trying to figure out what's going on, he finally breaks and just
1: yeah, someone flips the Roddy Piper switch at him to Rowdy. And he he just, you, you, you're real ugly. I got a problem with you, lady. I'm gonna kill everyone I see.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he cuts a real promo on a woman, just calling her ugly. But she then speaks into her watch and says, you know, hey.
1: Uh, Siri. Cancel, 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 cancel. I'm sorry, they're sending people now. I've, oh, Jesus.
0: I've, I've got one here who can see. So they're fucking on to him.
1: I've got one here who can see. Ordering five copies of Sing 2 on Blu ray now. No! No! <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I love capitalism. That's great, that is.
0: The cops are coming and they're confronting Roddy and
1: they're aliens as well.
0: And you know what? They see. They do seem kind of worried about the fact that someone's onto them, which You're is going, quite oh, interesting hey, to see. They'd be like, hey. hey, come on, buddy, let's, let's sort this out before you... Maybe you saw something, maybe you didn't. Well, we'll you know.
1: Any movie, any media that includes the phrase... Now you've stumbled onto something huge here. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Yes! I want people to stumble upon things. Yeah, Roddy, waste no
0: time. Fucking clothesline to these stupid fucking cops. These alien cops... Fuck you. Down they go. They're no
1: match for his wrestling skills no. and his pistol that he shoots them dead with. Yes. And he's like, huh, turns out you bastards die the same as us. Like why would you not what, what do you think they're immortal? Like do you have to well, kill one to be sure? Yeah,
0: you don't know. Yeah. When you see that sort of thing going on. Now the line, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum, is that does that originate from here?
1: Yes, and A lot of the cool little, very quippable, and I will—if I'm being harsh—at points out of place quips that uh, Mm. come within this movie, and the catchphrases. Roddy Piper used to have like a little notebook that had all like just the ideas for promos and interviews that he would use. And he went to John Carpenter when they were making the movie, and he was like, "Well, look, here's some of the ones that I've not used." And Kick Ass and Chew Bubblegum was one of them. I think yeah. uh, Mama Don't Like Tattletales was another one as well. But it's you know, lots of little bits in here that gives him this flavour. But I feel like because you don't name him as a character and you know nothing about him other than he went, he's from Colorado and 11 banks went under, sir. So the fact that he becomes like this crazy wild man out of nowhere, it's like, well, it could be Roddy Piper. Yeah, He's just not going by that name. And the territory in Colorado did, in fact, dry
0: up. Turns out some of these aliens can just disappear themselves. That's one mm. of their powers. Um, And there is a little robot drone boy who makes...
1: Oh, hunch, who are you, my little friend? (laughs) No, (laughs) he,
0: and I'm calling him he, he makes the same noise as the bin that I think you still have and the bin that I once had. The bin that goes... It's that guy, but Roddy, I think, shoots the fuck out of this little drone lad. He
1: does. He does the old shotgun technique where he shoots it with a shotgun. He stumbles upon, like, the lone lady in this movie, and it's like, well, I'm an 80s action movie protagonist. Ch-ch-ch- you're kidnapped.
0: Yes. And he's forcing her to drive and then being like, hey, are you married? Do you live alone? I'm, I'm a, a going good guy. I'm going to your place. I'm a,
1: I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, you see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> drive to your place a- alone. I mean, her neighbours immediately spot that something's not right, but they don't say anything. It's a it's a lovely house, lovely old it's house in
1: suburbia. Yes.
0: Now I noted down at this point, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this.
1: Oh uh, no. The
0: the note is as follows: Roddy's not a fantastic actor, is he? He's not. <laughs> it's not the best we've ever seen.
1: Well, I've got news for you, Sam Chapman. <laughs> this ain't a movie. It's a documentary, huh? Just things like you
0: can only see him with these special glasses. It's like I I delivered it with more.
1: You can only see him with the special glasses. No, you can. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what's what's a bad vibe for Roddy is him literally shaking me like, oh, I'm coming down hard from killing all those people. I'm going to need to kill someone again real soon, otherwise I'm going to crash. It's
0: a weird scene. It's a weird... There's some kind of stilted dialogue here. Oh, Ho- Holly Thompson. That's a pretty name. But thankfully, that's interrupted by a smashing moment and also a smashing camera angle because John Carpenter, he's put the camera up top, so we get a, literally like a Grand Theft Auto top-down view. Oh,
1: yes. Of Roddy and Roddy, Roddy made through the a... stunt jump he did. So. Did he? <laughs> he Good did. Good on him. Yeah. Whoosh. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Love yes. it. I love that just in the movies, like, oh, they're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Um,
0: I think John Carpenter, at this point, loads up all of his best camera shots because not long after this, we get a really lovely, shadowy, noir-esque shot of Roddy hiding from cops that looks beautiful. And there's one of him walking away along a bridge, I think, or something. It all looks really nice, all in one kind of concentrated area.
1: I think everything we've done of his has been quite low budget. But I think out of everything that's low budget that he's done, this thing looks fucking spectacular. You know, I think it's... Yeah. Well, spectacular in the sense that I'm not saying every effect holds up massively to modern eyes or everything doesn't. You know, but it's got its own unique visual to it that Mm. is quite similar to just the normal or whatever it is i don't know i think they do kind of make that city seem scarier as the movie goes on like when he starts to be kind of hunted down and stuff like that and how they shoot that is really really nice so yeah i think it's it's not the first thing i would ever be like oh john carpenter boy he can make it look pretty but boy he can if he chooses to where was this on ghosts on mars not very much of us. that's all I'll say. No. Now, Roddy,
0: after his uh, his situation here, sneaks his back situation. onto the...
1: situation? <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown through a fucking window. That's a situation, you know? No, it's um, a situation when you're rich and your child walks through a patio door and sure. you want to say, oh, he's went through a pane of glass. He goes, oh, it's a situation, is what it is. Uh, look, he's been through a situation and he's sneaking back
0: onto the building site to see Keith David and he says, can you deliver Rowdy Roddy, Roddy Piper saying... I've had a bad couple of days, (laughs) please. I've had a bad couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Keith David's like... No, go away! Don't want to see I'm you around cynical. here. I'm cynical. Get out of here! Yeah. So Roddy goes to find his box of sunglasses near the bins, but it turns out the bin men have taken the fucking bin box of Sunnies.
1: Oh, oh fucking hell! How is this a capitalistic nightmare? And yet the bins are being emptied on time. I don't understand that at all.
0: So he's got to make his way into the bin lorry, which is full of the cleanest looking trash you've ever seen. Just like yeah. <laughs> nice shredded paper. <laughs> it's lovely. The alien's
1: very clean. You got to give him that.
0: But he gets tipped out and does a kind of oh no kind of thing that
1: it's just one of those days (laughs) i'll tell you what Roddy piper takes more bumps in this movie than he did in most of his WWF career is is amazing the the pratfalls this man takes yeah i feel like he's he's filling the uh michael myers role from halloween here he's taking the six (laughs) shots Going through windows, (laughs) tipped out of pins.
0: Now, right, this next bit, I feel is significant.
1: It is considered by many, including teenage Kevin, to be the Mm. greatest fight scene ever devised onto film. Okay, well,
0: Keith arrives, throws one week's worth of pay directly into the little box that Roddy's holding, which is already a great start. I love a good throw that lands in something. Roddy's like, come on, mate put these glasses on so you can see stuff he doesn't really explain he's just like he
1: just look look put, it's easier look, if you mate, put them on
0: right mate come on put the sunglasses on and I mean he he gets a punch in the face for his trouble
1: and that's what you get for not being suggestible Keith David that's the yeah. problem here I think Sam and I if someone was like put the glasses on go on put the glasses it would be like, oh, alright uh, if you put them on you know how else would you explain me drinking Pepsi Nitro twice <laughs> on this podcast
0: we we very quickly devolve into a genuinely fucking brutal fight scene that boils down to...
1: Six minutes, baby!
0: Put the glasses on, no. Which... Makes it feel like this is a wrestling match, and the gimmick of the match is that you lose by having your opponent <laughs> put glasses, glasses on, put on you. On, yeah, yeah, That's that one. would be a really fun type of match. Like, if you if they manage to put the sunglasses on you, you lose.
1: And then they're they, you know, the loser is like, Oh no, everything's fucked in this world of wars.
0: it's such a big chunk of the movie
1: you put on the sunglasses and it just says Joe Leiden oh <laughs> that's right oh. it's the white house the joe's leiden
0: den it's the white house the so The fight does stop for about twenty seconds, and then it very quickly like oh, hey, hey. Back again, hey. The momentum um, shift,
1: baby. You can tell a wrestler has been involved in this.
0: I would not normally make this comparison, but it almost feels Family Guy esque in the way that f- fights are drawn out. I think I, I, I some would stuff say in this there. has
1: definitely been an influence on that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah it, uh, I mean, yeah. they did like. I, I know there's lots of instances of this happening of it being like overtly referenced I know like mm. Saints Row has used this like entire thing in one of its uh one of I think the fourth game or whatever it was and I know in like South Park they literally like shot for shot did the entire fight scene every single bit you know the grabbing the dick you dirty motherfucking you know, <laughs> every <laughs> yeah, glorious yeah. bit of it and I will say there's a lot of hog abuse going on here no it's not Logan sure. Paul's Instagram it's <laughs> they live <laughs> Alright, <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, look anyway, you got some really great comics coming up here later on. You got Sam Chapman or Compares back on All right, drink tokens at the bar. See you later tonight.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> That's an all-timer in terms of
1: references there. Right, so let's not get lost in the fog of humor, Sam. No. <laughs> he was going for that cock hard and fast. Them knees! <laughs> you'll never you'll never get licensed <laughs> in the state of Colorado with that carry-on, Keith David. Fucking hell! He grinded <laughs> like a pestle and mortar. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Imagine that—someone smashing your meat and tooth vegs like cardamom pods. Good lord! <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, Roddy does. Finally you know, if, if
1: you put on the glasses <laughs> on this episode saying. of a Cinema story, it's like two grown men laughing about Willy's. That's what it'll say is the the, the truth. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> if,
0: <laughs> he does finally manage to get his little mate to put on the glasses. <laughs> and finally Keith can see what Roddy's been talking about. And at that point, Roddy seems to really get into quip mode because. We've got things like "Brother, life's a bitch," and she's back in heat. Do 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 do, which is not not my favorite line. But when they get back into like a, they, they stay in a little motel or something.
1: Oh, I love this whole scene though of them like slowly coming to, the, like they're walking down the alley together, and they're so yeah. beat up, and like there is a realistic throbbing to all of them. Let's just say, yeah, they yeah. Have, yeah yeah it's like so well done there's no way like i don't want to know if it's not the Mm. case but there's no way that it's not like roddy piper trying to vicariously protect the wrestling business by laying it in extra hard to keith david who is admin to let him know that no wrestlers coming into his house hollywood california with the lights (laughs) on bright and john carpenter in the big seat that he's going to take any willy at least 20 percent of that was real is what i'm saying Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah There's a line from Roddy when they sort of take off their glasses and they just look all fucked up and beaten up. Ain't love grand. What? What are you on about?
1: Because they're being like silly that it's like the least romantic thing in the world to beat yeah. up, bustle. I know when you and I are together, there's always like, you know, you know preloaded love in the air, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's been but preloaded. But these guys, it's different. They're not starring no. a podcast, folks. Don't worry about their lack of chemistry. So
0: they're now on a mission to track down the people who made these glasses, the original church
1: gang. And you know what, Sam? They're going to be hell to pay.
0: Well, there's, uh, Roddy gets a sad little out-of-place monologue about, like, how horrible his dad was.
1: And you know what else, Sam? I ain't daddy's little boy anymore. Yeah. do
0: I beg you for that. Um... <laughs> So um, they, yeah, uh, they, right, they find original sunglasses, man. Oh, the gang's all here, and they've got contact lenses now. The world needs a wake up call, and we're going to phone it in.
1: Yeah, baby. And it's the
0: big meeting. Of the people who can fucking see, yeah, it's the the big meeting of the truth seers here.
1: The true believers here. Now, I want to know with you, with regards to contact lenses, two two yeah. gentlemen who are bespectacled in both the artwork uh. and in the real life. Sure, y- you ever tried them? What's your experience like with them? How come these lads put them on so fucking easily as well? What's the, what's going on there? Here we go. Tried them. Didn't like them. Stop using them. Thank you. Tried them. Didn't like them. Stop using them, start using use them again later on, and then one yeah. day after doing extras work where I had to wear them, I thought that they were still in, and I tried to remove the lens of my own actual
0: ah. eye. Oh, that's the real horror of this movie. I know I know what
1: you're thinking at home. Oh, you've spoiled them for yourself now, Kevin. I have. I have. Yeah. My my eyes were bigger than my lenses. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>
0: Ugh. Um right. Now you're gonna to have to explain to me what the deal is with these aliens. Uh, What's humans to explain? Uh, Were well, they coming to take all of our resources or whatever? Yeah. They're just drain, draining the planet, but they're gonna. They are
1: give... they are intergalactic regonomics enthusiasts. So they just want sure. to spread across the galaxy, make as much uh, make much uh, money. It's about money, baby. Muscles, money, and dividends. And Cash. they they go to planets and. There's so many little bits in here that I love that are like you know you take it as like it's kind of a bit I guess eye rolling or, or I don't know I I keep getting this vibe that you think the movie's a little bit cringe for being earnestly like the world's not great and we should change it which <laughs> you know in 2023 when you're in your thirties is is like pretty hard fucking uh, hard yeah, hard yeah. war to to wage but like the bits where they're like oh the reason why the earth is warming and the reason why there's more methane and more carbon dioxide because that's their climate and they want to change it to be like that and they don't want to kill us they just want to make us all consume non-stop and you know like when John Carpenter was making this movie the idea was mm. that he would turn on telly and he was like literally there's nothing on television here that's not trying to sell you and like when he was pitching the movie the the producers or like, what do you mean, like, you know, no one's going to get on board with this because like, we all sell out every single day. And they use that as a line of dialogue at this part as well, where it's like, yeah, because there's a lot of people who can't even still with this very obvious satire can't see. I don't know. It's, it's it's earnest, right? You know, it's it's earnest.
0: Kevin, to provide balance for Cinema World, I just like oh to say that no. cap- capitalism is actually pretty good, and I'm a big fan, and that's my position here on Cinema World That I, uh, I no, that
1: that's not why I don't feel like. Look, if you want to know our meeting. real thoughts on capitalism, you head on over to <laughs> Patreon.com for <laughs> Cinema Swell right now. We'll get to the bottom of this together. Yes.
0: Now, Holly Thompson, the lady from before who smashed
1: uh, Roddy through some glass.
0: She's She's got some
1: apologizing to do.
0: Yeah, because she's put the glasses on and she's fucking seen the truth, man.
1: And uh, I'd I'd be over to her and I'd be like, oh, I've seen you put the glasses on, but the last time you put me through the fucking glass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, where's my... And she doesn't even apologize. I think she does a
0: bit, doesn't she? She sort of... She comes across as apologetic even if she doesn't apologize. She comes across
1: like a cyborg. Like, she's... I see. Gives. I think it's deliberate. Where she's like, "Oh, hello, Roddy Piper. I am <laughs> sorry. I threw you through the glass window when we last spoke."
0: It's almost, in in a way, a semi tender moment between these two. But it's
1: thankfully it's ruined by Roddy taking out his shotgun and being like, Mom, I don't like being thrown through two story glass windows." <laughs>
0: Huh? It's ruined by an explosion. The fucking cops are here. Yes!
1: Every scene ends with an explosion and like stuff happening. Let's it. Everyone's move. getting
0: pumped full of lead. Jesus Christ, is violent. Properly silly, especially when intercut with the black and white alien shots. Like this is It's it's daft, but it is tempered with that movie silliness which kind of works nicely it's it's the, it's the sour and sweet
1: it is that's exactly yeah. oh god I'm hoping this is sweet I'm really hoping this is sweet folks so they go into like these underground tunnels and they, you know again clever use of a, just a very standard corridor but they make it seem yeah. like it's this like part of this big complex involving all the aliens and they're going to be going to where the signal is broadcast from and when they get up there in this underground base tunnel they go upstairs there's a big posh gala dinner and they're serving cheese and pineapple skewers, right? Gammon rolls. Do you know what that is? Chicken ala man. All all your favourites. What they stumble into there
0: is a fancy do. That's what they're, they've they've gone to you a fancy do. You know what they do. stumble
1: into there, Sam? That's a dinner dance, is what that is. <laughs> and all I'm saying is they ain't dancing yet, folks. Garçon, the mashed potatoes, please. <laughs>
0: The, right, the elite. I'm not referencing more wrestlers here. The the actual people with money. The human power elite. Hey. human power elite have allowed these aliens to suck up all their fucking earthly resources in exchange for cold, hard cash.
1: And did you catch how much of an increase of profit they got? Uh, no. What was it? 39%. <laughs> That's not even that much. I know, it's like the biggest, it's either the smallest, biggest increase or the uh, biggest, smallest increase, but it doesn't feel like it's worth, you know, I'm not saying that I'm an evil seller alien guy, but I'm not going to lie and pretend there's not a figure for yeah. so, for, for all of us. But I'm, it's not I'll 39%. This, look, who do you want there in there sat across the table from the aliens? Me, who will go for well above 39%, or yeah. Ed Miliband, it will <laughs> crumple. He'll trip when he's sitting down to talk to the aliens...
0: He's simply not tough enough to nice. negotiate with these aliens. Now, one of the lads from the shanty town, he's been recruited and he's dressed all well, fancy hello now, which is quite there, cute. boys. <laughs> hey,
1: boys. <laughs> I'm a millionaire now. Can't you tell from my top hat and cane with a diamond in it? Come on now, I'll show you the evil lair.
0: Also, oh, by the way, the way that they got into this underground bunker slash party was because Base. one of the fancy wristwatches malfunctioned and was like, hey... Uh it's your wristwatch is broken here's a hole you can jump into and Roddy's like fucking go down it let's see what happens do that's do. fun do do, do. do do
1: stuff happens baby
0: this fancy lad Formerly of the shanty town is like, hey boys, I'm going to give you the grand tour of all the of all the plot of this movie and what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like Greg Wallace inside the factory if the factory made propaganda, you know? Yes. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. What the BBC? No, I'm t- talking about like <laughs> usually where he goes. It's like beans or coffee or something <laughs> like that. Or it was this, croissants. Last one.
0: Greg Wallace has never shown as a teleportation device that takes you to andromeda for example
1: but if you put on the special greg wallace glasses all it says <laughs> is sweetness of tomato everywhere
0: <laughs> and he, he leaves them all the way to the tv studio and it's like well hey boys here's all the secrets of the plot that we've got to broadcast a signal to now, manipulate everyone
1: was to destroy this <laughs> here tower <laughs> which has the omni-signal coming out of it. Well, here'll be a bad day for the aliens, friends, but we're all friends, so that ain't going to happen, right? And oh, would you believe it, they bloody shoot out the studio as well. Fuck you, TV. Opening individual drawers of cupboards. (laughs) And another... (laughs) like They really
0: thoroughly shoot the place up. It's a bang-bang fest. And I, I'm not against it. Oh, also, our little um, our tour guide is just like, "See you later, boys <laughs> <Are> You <laughs> teleport a- now, <laughs> And He's he's gone. They're trying to find Holly. Roddy's like, "We gotta find Holly. She's our connection to TV. She can help us find this." They're on a Holly Hunt, and they're they're after Holly, and off they go.
1: Yeah, I know you'll find her. The front of the queue for where Prince Charles, King Charles, will die because that's how much of a skipper just skips so much. He's not even dead. And she She's already the head of the queue, yes. Um, so <laughs> I'm this, naturalizing
0: this. Um, this whole section has a real. It, uh, how am I going to explain this? It feels like it was built in the source engine, right? Because we've got boxy corridors, yes, a plenty, and bang, 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 gun violence all over the place.
1: Oh, god, I'm searching. They live on dreams when I'm finished here now. <laughs> it's really, really a really great idea. <laughs> I forgot about dreams Oh mate Everyone <laughs> forgot about dreams That's the problem You're your uh, media molecule you bloomin' forgot about dreams Again didn't you
0: Damn it Yeah What a great couple of weeks that was So Holly
1: I'll be there always <laughs> Always <laughs> Always When you Look if you at home have dreams Do what I do When you get the urge to buy a new game Just put on dreams You've got, you've already got all games. All All Any games.
0: Yeah, is, could be made. We have imagination at home. It's preloaded on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They find Holly and they're taking Holly up top. But Holly (gasps) fucking shoots Keith David in the head. Boom. And Roddy doesn't realise he kind of gets out up top. He's he's too far ahead. He's up on the roof. He's ready to deal with the dish. And that's the satellite dish. But she's, she's double-crossed him. And she's up there, and she's saying, look, you know, hey, come join... She does a bit of a kind of come join the alien At the end of the
1: day, the reason why I have betrayed you is uh, simply because, uh, you know, it's either me or you. uh, You know, at the end of the day, uh, 100%, I'm here to be 100%, and 100%, I'm betraying you right now is what is happening here. And they blow up anyway. Boom!
0: Yeah, Frank's got a hidden gun, so he shoots Holly. She falls over very funny. Yeah. The lighting and the motion, I think it's kind of slow motion, of him shooting and blowing up the dish is fantastic. Yes. Like, really yes. daft, but great. And so now, everyone in the world... And we don't really know what happens to Rowdy Roddy Piper. We assume that was so just... Fuck. but people can finally see the truth man and there, there is a little reference to i think george romero and john yes. carpenter on the radio or on the telly or is something film critics
1: talking about uh, about yeah, yeah. violence in movies and he's a booming alien
0: <laughs> the critics are the baddies at the very end of this film the final scene is a lady with some big naked breasts Having sex with a man, but then it's revealed that she's actually shagging one of these aliens, Uh and he's like, "Uh," and then it no, he's like, "Hey, what's wrong, baby?" And that's the final line credits.
1: Yes,
0: some funny character names in the credits. Let's Uh, have some, please. This was they followed on from each other directly. These ones. Naked lady, male ghoul, female ghoul. I liked those as a nice, neat stack of credits. Someone's gonna have to
1: Fallout mods again, I
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I enjoyed talking about this movie. I'll say that, and I, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. and I didn't have a bad time watching it, and it was breezy and it, it flew by.
1: But it feels like whatever it was that came out, yeah, for your initial gut reaction. I don't feel we've yeah. gone to the heart of what that is. There's something about this that has not thrilled you. And yeah. I, I I, feel like I'm guessing now that I'm thinking that, oh, it's because it's this kind of well-meaning, let's stop the bad side of capitalism, if that's all right with everyone, please. And uh, no, like, there's, a, there's a reason why everyone's horrible, and it's because we've been controlled. Is it that? Is that the side that you don't like? Or is it just a bit too, like, Duke nukem quip, kick some ass? Because that's why I fucking love it, if I'm honest.
0: Look, at the end of the day, for better and for worse... This is a bit daft, isn't it?
1: It is, but it's, all it's right. a bit daft. It's but that's, all right. that's okay. I just. Is it too daft for your liking? Is that
0: it? Sometimes. Sometimes it's too daft.
1: Should this movie not have been making you laugh or trying
0: to make you laugh? No, it's, um, it, it does have some awareness. We we're speculating about whether it would, and it really does have some self-aware silliness, surely. I don't think Roddy... I mean, I, as far as I'm aware, and I'm not aware of much about him, he didn't then go on to have a sterling, non-stop Hollywood leading man career right like that yeah having to the... tell
1: joe that there wasn't enough scope definitely to do a roddy piper swirl but there sure as hell is infinite potential over on swill <laughs> you know <laughs> we could easily do a roddy swill and if you like if you think he's bad here i've got some fucking news for you it's, over the patreon and it's all i'll say
0: it's not the worst but it's definitely not a Good performance. Look, I, I, I can see. Oh, uh, no, 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 look, it's. um. Oh! Uh, <sighs> there, there, there were. And you know what? It has sweetened through discussing it. I'll say that. But my initial, my genuine initial goat reaction was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Were you, like, it wasn't you were like,
1: like pumping your fist when you were watching it. It wasn't like a thrill ride in the moment of watching it. I'm getting that. No.
0: Sentence. And it's hard for me to put my finger on why that was, because even if it is a bit daft and kind of campy and silly, that's not always a bad
1: thing. It's not your first John Carpenter rodeo, and I'm sure no. this is probably the most... I mean, I'm mean, i not sure if it's less or more camp than Ghosts on Mars. I suspect it is more camp, <sighs> or overtly camp.
0: That was too far the other way. Mm. But this... Look, uh, I, can't, I can't say that I loved this and it was Fantastic. I can't you, say that. Would you want to watch it again? Uh, yes, but I wouldn't want to concentrate.
1: You don't need to, baby.
0: <laughs> no, no. I've, well, I've realised that now. There were definitely like elements in this visually, stylistically, in terms of the humour of it, that I really loved.
1: But the thing that struck me the most is that yeah. like you knew way less about this movie than I even you know considerably i was so flippant to be like oh yeah roddy piper that like i that's that's the level that you were at there's i will say myself included in this a lot of people listening who are genuinely surprised that you had never seen that whole like obey you know double meaning of things that reveal and it kind of i don't want to say it underwhelmed you but the fact that you're not like whoa i've never seen that and it's amazing like I think a lot of people are going to be, like, genuinely heartbroken that it didn't make this, like, big, wha-bam, amazing impact on you because it's so iconic or whatever. And most people watching this would have had that bit at least spoiled for them.
0: The problem is, Kevin, in my real, actual life, I've already seen the fucking truth, yeah? Oh,
1: I already, man. I
0: already fucking know what's going on in this society. Man I was see born what's with
1: glasses on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, for me... That's no big deal, yeah? I can see it in every day in the streets of Nottingham. All
1: right, You know what? This makes me really confused now about whether or not you will like other John Carpenter movies. Mm. Certainly the other two in this vote, I'd be... Very intrigued. But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I would have thought out of the three, this is the one that you'd like the most. But that being said, I'm being very lizard brained here. There's very few movies. This is up there with like a total recall in terms of a we ha 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 yay. Like, I have, you know, become a simpleton by watching this movie and reviewing it with you again. So maybe my, <laughs> my opinion is. <laughs> The most salient at this moment.
0: An important thing I want to clarify here is that I like the movie. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I like it. I don't know if it goes beyond that is maybe the issue here.
1: Is the movie poignant? Or is it it too too silly? Like, because it's so camp... And kind of like you know, for yeah, me, man. I I love to deal wheel the fact that it's so camp, but it has a, you know it has a message and all that. Or is it?
0: I don't think you're being serious when you ask me. Is this movie point?
1: <laughs> maybe point is not the right word, but it's like like there was something about hmm. falling down where it was like, oh, this is saying something about something.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I got that more from falling down than I did right. from this. If this seems yeah. to have
1: maybe. It's clown shoes have gotten in the way of it for going over that hurdle for you, perhaps.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's that thing of, like, I've seen stuff that's influenced by this, or has made fun of this, or has used things from this, and therefore it's not as strong when I taste it now, and I go back yeah. to the source. You know? And that's happened before with Swirl. I it just...
1: It's good, it's good, it's good, it is good. It's what? good teenage sam how would he have reacted to this would he have liked this because i have a funny feeling this is one of these movies that a lot of the particularly the men who are big fans of this movie are yeah it's one of those things where it's like ah i saw this movie and this heralded in an era where i watched cool movies and i still identify as someone who sees cool movies
0: Yeah, probably
1: not, the ideal
0: age for watching this the first time is probably not, you know, in your 30s. Probably not, no. So maybe as a teen I might have been like, oh, yeah, man, uh, right on, nice. Look, I, I also need to clarify, I'm not, like, pro-capitalism and that's
1: why I don't like this movie. There's only one <laughs> way you can not like this movie and it's that. Yeah,
0: I just love money. No, I, I, and I did like it and it was good, but I feel like I'm kind of arguing with you and myself and... The
1: reality of it is you didn't love it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it.
0: And I can't pretend that I did, so there you go.
1: In my mind, a movie that you think... Like, it's one thing for a movie to not inspire love in you, but when it's something that really we all felt that you would really would, I feel like that's got to be classed as a disappointment then, right? Yeah. Are you going you gonna, to you gonna twist that knife in a little further? Are you going to you gonna okay. tell me the star wipe rating? Am I going to have to put on glasses and see what it actually says?
0: All right, remember to leave the silence after this.
1: Oh, of course, silence, silence coming into this.
0: I'm giving They Live 3.5. Hmm. 3.2. Be be honest. (laughs) Three Star Wipes. Three Star Wipes. Three. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinemaswirl on Twitter, and facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Alright, we'll see you next time. Cheers, bye.